What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and as you can see by the title and everything else that is going on with this, my target to review for this edition is Disney's Aladdin, and not the 1990 version, or 92, or whatever the hell it was. I'm too lazy to look up when it was, but I think it was 92. No, I'm talking about the 2019 version. This was directed by Guy Ritchie, and you can kind of tell that that's sort of the case throughout the movie. Uh, it's starring a bunch of different people here. The one that you'll recognize the most is Will Smith. So I guess you can kind of refer to this more so as the Will Smith Aladdin versus the uh, Robin Williams Aladdin. And what we're going to do here is the same that we normally take care of different things. We're going to talk about the things that I liked, the things I didn't like, the hits and the misses and all the kind of things that go along with that. And I'm going to start things off with a spoiler-free version of this. So if you are worried about the spoilers, you don't have to worry about the first section. But, you know, if you don't want to know what happens in the movie and you've not seen the original and all the other kind of things that would have spoiled that, then by all means, skip the spoiler section of it. But I'll give you a warning about that ahead of time. So we're in the non-spoiler section right now. And I guess the best way that I can start this off is just by saying Aladdin is one of my three favorite Disney, or I guess you could just say any kind of animated films of all time. Aladdin, Toy Story, the first one, the other two are great too, and The Lion King are my three favorites. And I don't know which one I necessarily would constitute as the best, which one I would pick as my absolute favorite. I guess it sort of depends on what my mood would be. But probably if any of them would lean towards the top, it might be Aladdin. I don't know. And I rewatched uh, Aladdin again. I had seen it a thousand times as a kid. And, it, you know, it's been a bunch of years since it originally came out and everything like that. But it's been also a bunch of years since I had seen the movie. And I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. It still holds up perfectly well. There's some stuff that obviously it's, you know, I'm not laughing hysterically at as if I would have been as a little kid. But I still thought that the characters were engaging. I still thought that the story was great. A very tight story. And, just awesome. So when they said that they were going to be doing a live action Aladdin, I was already sold, but I was already also worried that they were going to screw it all up. And I got to say, if you are a fan of the original, the original is way better than what this is. It's not bad, but there are really bad elements to it. And there's nothing at all in this movie that they did that is better for the most part than what the original is. There's a couple little elements that they've tweaked, and I like it to a certain extent. It's kind of like more, I guess, timely. You know, certain things don't age as well as some other things do. So that was kind of something that I liked. But for the most part, you go through this movie, and Aladdin is not as good as the Aladdin from the cartoon. And Jasmine is not as good as the Jasmine from the cartoon. And the genie, well, you know what? We'll, we'll come back to the genie. But Jafar, nowhere near as good as what the original Jafar was. Everything is essentially a lesser version, and it makes me just kind of want to watch the original one again. So I guess that's kind of my first real big take about the whole thing, is there's nothing that is more of a hit than what the original is. Now, there are some hits, there are some misses and stuff like that, and I want to kind of break that down a little bit one by one and some different sort of elements. Like, for instance, the music is, for the most part, good, but none of the songs are as good as the original ones. Again, same kind of opinion. I'm going to go back to that quite a bit. Um, 
they changed up a couple of the lyrics of some different things here and there. Arabian Nights is not the same song, and it's not just the lyrics that had changed from the cartoon, because if you don't know, the cartoon originally had the lyrics about where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face, and they changed that to where it's hot and, and uh, hot and immense and the, whatever it was, where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense, I think is what it was. They changed those, but they also added different lyrics. They changed the songs around a little bit. They kind of added extra little verses to it to kind of make it a little bit more grandiose. And they also added a song for Jasmine and it sucks. It's called speechless and it comes back a second time, which I think that that's maybe one of the biggest misses of the whole movie is why would I want to listen to that song a second time? But speechless is the type of anthem that you can tell what they were going for. It's very transparent and it would be a good message if it wasn't so transparent and if it was a better song, it's just not catchy. And the way that they did it is kind of strange. And I personally do not like musicals when it comes to almost like any kind of musicals for the most part. But there's something about Disney movies, like the cartoons from this era, that I think that they can pull off being a musical a little bit better because it just feels a little bit more natural. And for this one... I didn't like the idea of Jasmine in the middle of nowhere just singing a song and doing the whole like acting like she's on a Broadway stage kind of thing because she's acting toward the camera and it's really stupid. If you like that kind of shtick and you like the hokiness of it, then you'll like it. But I personally did not like that at all. And if you were to cut the speechless song... I don't think that it would really make the movie, you know, a hundred times better, but at least would take something out of the mix that I didn't really like. So other than that, though, I mean, uh, never had a friend like me. That is a good rendition of the song. So that's a big hit for me. Arabian Nights, for the most part, that's a pretty good rendition of that. No problems with that one. One Jump Ahead, not as catchy. And the way that they did that. It was a little bit strange. I mean, I was kind of expecting certain things to happen and it didn't, but they had some good parts in that too. Like I was assuming that they would cut out the part where there's a whole bunch of the girls and they're all saying like, uh, kind of like crushing on Aladdin. They had that in there, but they made the girls a little bit younger and then they still had the, uh, <laughs> still, I think he's rather tasty kind of thing, which that was one of the better, uh, funnier parts of the whole thing. So there are parts of the music for the most part, I would say, that are positives when it comes to that. So that's mostly a hit. Big miss when it comes to Speechless. Special effects-wise, that is a hit for me. I think that they nailed all of that for the most part. Uh, the main positive, I would say, with the special effects is when they're doing things like making the background, like adding into that, making more people, and just like the visual effects of the genie and everything like that. I think that those are the biggest positives. So those were big thumbs up. But at the same time, uh, one of the big misses that I have for that is actually it's during the one jump ahead part. For some reason, the camera seems like it's not synced up correctly with what they were doing. And they like they sped up some of the action and they slowed it down. And the song is a little bit off and all that. And I don't know if that's an editing problem or a special effects problem, but it just doesn't work. And it looks really shoddy and really crappily made. Let's go character by character, and I guess if we're going character by character, for the most part, I should probably split this up and go into the spoiler section. So I guess we should start off with Aladdin. Uh, 
I don't know exactly how to pronounce the actor's name, Menemasud. I probably get that totally wrong. He does actually a pretty damn good job. He has the look of Aladdin down for the most part. Um, he pretty much gets the character down uh, as much as I would possibly hope that he would. So no problems with him, actually. I think that there's a couple scenes where the acting isn't really all that great and you can kind of just see through it a little bit. But I, I kind of blame that more on the material that he was given for like those particular lines and maybe Guy Ritchie, his just like directing style. But he seems like the type of character and actor and everything like that, that I would have been hoping that he would have been. So no problems with that. Naomi Scott's prison, uh, princess Jasmine, not as good of a Jasmine as I was hoping, but she did fine enough that I don't really know who else I would have cast for that role. I don't think that getting, like an unknown would have helped. I know a lot of people think that about certain things or always like, you should go with an unknown. So that way we can just think that they're the character. Nobody's going to look at this and be like, Oh, it's Naomi Scott. She's still relatively unknown. So the problem wasn't necessarily her. I think that she kind of same as, um, the Aladdin and everything. Like sometimes it's just kind of hammed up a little bit and that may be just the source material that they're working with and being told like, you know, bigger and, everything that they need to be doing in those particular scenes. Uh, Jafar, though, uh, the actor himself seems like he could be really good in something else, but he's not Jafar. And it seems like I'm not the only one that believes this. Uh, Jafar should be older. Jafar should be much creepier. He should have a better commanding voice because this guy's voice was a little bit too high and that sounds like a stupid nitpick but you know when you're playing a villain especially a villain that's based off of an iconic disney villain that you know practically everybody knows jafar's voice and his appearance is literally the whole thing that the character is based off of and when you don't have the voice and the appearance is a little bit tamer then it just doesn't work as well but i don't think that that's necessarily the actor's part uh, fault. I think that he's just not the right person for that role. And I would really like to see him in some other kind of role in some other type of movie. If he were to be in, I don't know, let's just throw out there. If he were to be in one of the Marvel movies, I think that he could be probably also not only just like really menacing, but really funny probably too. The Sultan to a certain extent, I think he's actually maybe a little bit better than what the one in the 1992 or so movie would be. Uh, they didn't make him a bumbling idiot because they didn't need to because it's not as much of a kid's movie. So that wasn't the type of thing that you needed to be like, all right, well, he's going to bounce around and look like this little fat uh, dude that's kind of just complete idiot. And when you get like, uh, you know, the scene in the cartoon where he's trying to put those little statues on top of each other. He's playing with his little toys and stuff. We're not getting that. We're actually getting somebody who seems like he could be a real sultan. So he did a good job. Uh, thumbs up. He's a hit. Whatever you want to classify it. They introduced a new character named Dahlia. And I at first thought that they only introduced this character to be somebody that Jasmine could talk to because she doesn't really talk to anybody in the movie other than the sultan and Jafar and Aladdin. But they kind of tied her into somebody that worked with the genie a little bit you know they uh, this is the spoiler section so again warning if you do not want to know what the spoilers are and you've not seen the original movie and you don't want to know what's going on with dahlia because they did change some things in this movie then by all means this is your part to stop and everything 
But uh, Dahlia is incorporated as not just the handmaiden for Jasmine, but she is also the love interest for the genie. And they do a whole subplot where they got together, which was pretty quick because they really only went on like a little walk and now they're like having kids and stuff. But who cares? You know, they're just kind of rushing that along. And she was a pretty fine character. She had some funny moments to her and she served her purpose as the two elements that she had. So no problems with her. Uh, she's not the best character in the world, but if they were to incorporate Dahlia into some other kind of future adaptation of Aladdin, then you know what? I'm cool with that. Billy Magnuson, Magnuson, not too sure about him. He plays Prince Anders and he was kind of funny part. He was the suitor that comes along and makes an ass of himself and looks like a complete idiot and stuff. And they changed that up quite a bit in this movie. So he served his part perfectly fine. Hakeem, is a character that is like the royal guard. No problems with him. He's more of a hit than anything else. No real, you know, positives, no real negatives. Abu is still voiced by Frank Welker, which is kind of crazy to think. And he also does the Cave of Wonders. The Cave of Wonders looks great as far as special effects go. A carpet, I forgot to mention, for, I guess it's character, but special effects on the carpet and the characterization of the carpet, 100% nailed that down. Abu is pretty good in that regard as well. I can't say the same about Iago. Iago was a lot of fun in the original movie, and he just isn't in this one. Alan Tudyk doesn't even feel like he necessarily cared about the job. I mean, he's not really given a whole lot to do, so I guess he did fine, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of real like enthusiasm to any of his lines. It's more so like he's just sort of like, eh, second in command, like whatever, like a regular parrot would be. So Iago just kind of sucks compared to what, Gilbert Gottfried's version was they toned him down way too much he's not fun he's not quirky he's not an asshole he's not anything that would really stand out and even at the end when again spoilers when you do the whole thing with Jafar becoming the genie and turning into you know going into the lamp and everything like that he drags him in and he says parrot you're coming with me it's like he doesn't even have really a name for the most part so that sucked. Iago was a major miss for me, and that's a shame because Iago is one of the best parts of the original movie. So character-wise, that's pretty much it in the movie. I mean, they introduced a couple little characters here and there. They've got, like, Razul and whatever, you know. It's just background noise, and none of that really matters. So the big thing to talk about is the genie. And a lot of people went into this movie saying that nobody could do the part as good or better than Robin Williams, and I think that that's kind of just unfair that you can say that because of course nobody can do the part like that that's a robin williams part that was built essentially around robin williams but will smith managed to find a way to make it his own and still pay homage to everything that robin williams had done so the song never had a friend like me is very much inspired by the way that they did that in the original movie but it's got a little will smith twist to it and that's pretty much all the different elements to it. They made him more human, so he could actually just be a human in certain parts and stuff. But the look of the character as far as a genie, the actions as far as a genie, I think Will Smith kind of hit it out of the park. He really nailed it. So if anybody is the biggest hit for me character-wise, it's going to be Will Smith. And then number two would probably be Aladdin. And number three actually would probably be the Sultan more than anything else. But 
I feel like the biggest miss for this movie is that maybe if somebody else would have directed it, it could have come off a little bit better. And I think if you kept the same exact cast, but there was just a slightly different change in the execution and some of the hokier elements were a little bit more serious and some of the other little changes that they had made here and there maybe weren't necessarily changed because some of the elements of it just feel like they changed it for the sake of doing something that's a subversion and I don't think that they necessarily changed it for the better. So I don't want to spoil every single little thing about it especially because it's not really worth talking about every single little tiny change that they had done. And I'd have to watch it a couple more times to kind of figure out exactly what every little difference is. But my feeling overall about the movie is if you like the original, go see it and make up your mind for yourself, because this isn't the type of film that I think that people are going to walk out of and say that they absolutely hated with a passion if they liked the original, but I got a feeling you're probably not going to like it as much as the original. So if you like this one, then you for sure are going to like the original. If you hated this one and you haven't seen the original, give that a shot. But I honestly kind of think that you maybe need to see the original before you see this to really get anything out of it, too. But I don't know. I mean, kids are going to grow up with this being their Aladdin. And the kids that were in the movie theater with me, they're going to grow up without realizing that they had skipped some of the parts of the movie because this one kid in the theater had to leave a bunch of times and stuff. So... <laughs> Watch out for that as well if you're going, if you're in your 20s or 30s or something like that. Remember, this is a kid's movie, so you're going to see little kids that are, you know, kind of rowing the experience a little bit. But yeah, overall, I got to say, it's more of a hit than it is a miss. But at the same time, that's being a little bit generous because it's just based off of a movie that's a better movie. And hopefully this is not the case when it comes to The Lion King. But I got a feeling that The Lion King is going to be better. So I'm going to know what you have to say about the movie. And whether that's just the 1992 one you want to talk about or the 2019 one or a combination of the both, drop your comment below on YouTube and tell me what you think. When you do that, hit that subscribe button and ring that little bell for the notifications. Follow the Fanboys Anonymous accounts on Facebook and Twitter. If you are listening to this on an audio-only stream like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play, then leave a rating or a review or follow or whatever those different platforms have going on. All those likes and stuff can go quite far and they are always greatly appreciated as well as all your likes and follows and stuff on all the other kind of social media. If you would like to check out the T public and Redbubble shops for fanboys anonymous, you can pick up some merchandise. That stuff will be great as well. And if you got some spare change, you want to donate to the Patreon to help us kind of move along here I say us, but it's a one-man show, so if you want to help me do more things Fanboys Anonymous related and, you know, kind of want to inspire me to do more articles on the website or more different review points or some other kind of podcast material that isn't a review point, because I would really love to go back to doing, like, the group meeting podcasts and stuff, then by all means, the Patreon is the best way to convince me to do that and to be able to set aside some time to be able to do that stuff, too. So go ahead and think about doing that. If you are interested in the pro wrestling side of things, obviously go to smartcoutmoment.com for all those things. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Facebook at Tony Mango, spelled out T-O-E-K-N-E-E -E -E, Mango, or at A Mango Tree. If you start clicking around all over the place, you will find plenty of different things to be aware of that I am uh, spinning all those plates about. So again, thank you for listening to this review. I will see you next time. But right now, it's time for me to geek out.